Hello there. You're listening to Shay's Bills Podcast. And here's your host, Shilano. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shay's Bills Podcast. I'm Shilan, aka Shay. Nice to see you. It's good to be back. Uh, I have been away on holidays just for a weekend. I was in Edinburgh, in Scotland. Um, I, those three nights and days were really nice to get away, uh, get a bit of different culture, and I literally fell in love with the city. Also, because, I mean, it's architectural-wise, is stunning. Old Town is gorgeous. New Town is pretty gorgeous too, but I preferred Old Town. Um, along with that, we had a really good time. We were um, had a Harry Potter walking tour, which I really recommend. Um, got to go through the graveyard, get to see where the names of J.K. Rowling's inspiration of the books came from. Along with that, we uh, went on to a under a vault tour, which was a little bit sleepy. I can't believe I did it, but I did it. Um, and obviously getting a little bit of ghost stories. Of course, where we were staying, um, we were in Old Town, and little did I realize until afterwards, where we were staying was where Burke and Hare used to hang out and live and basically drag their bodies of the people they murdered. If you don't know who Burke and Hare are, they are two Irish lads. Um, I think they were from Ulster. Uh, they moved over to Scotland and Edinburgh. Basically made earnings of killing women. Um, basically drink, like taking them out to a pub getting them drunk and when they pass out they just strangle them or uh, suffocate them with a pillow and then when they were dead they would drag the bodies up this road up to where the medicine um, I'm saying the name wrong but basically where the training doctors were and they would uh, sell the bodies to a doctor uh, for his medicine to teach the students and uh, get money there but one of them got hanged it was Burke Hare pointed a finger at Burke and uh, um, I believe where the square I think it's Haymarket if I believe is where he was hung and uh, Burke's uh, (laughs) he's uh, basically his skeleton is in a museum which you can see and he's a piece of flesh which I think is kind of disgusting um it's left there, but where we were staying, stay, I did it again, staying, I'm speaking too fast, that's probably why, um, basically, uh, we were staying beside a lap dance place, I thought it was only in one place, but there turned out to be a triangle of them, basically, a triangle, and it was three of them, <laughs> one of them was called Birkin Hair, right, yeah, but also, his apartments was literally five minutes away, uh, so we literally were in an area where murderer murderers were it's fine we were safe though we locked the door we we had we were pretty secure we were pretty observant where we we were going and if there was someone staring at us we were staring them down i'm like what 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 do you want from us ready like the not not me i'm i'm i was just standing there like ready like what do you want lad but my friend was pretty more ready to fight just in case uh there's always one of us like that isn't it um so yeah that was my time there and obviously i've been working there so hopefully i can get a bit more research done for episodes i was actually planning to do a episode on a victorian 
um, true crime murderer. Um, but I was only reading on about her, so I didn't actually take notes yet. But that will start soon. I'm also planning to be going to the Gaming Fest in Dublin this October for the weekend. I'm probably only going to go for one day, Saturday, as I probably will be travelling back down from Dublin to go home on the Sunday. But we're going to see My Fair Lady my, with my mam on the Friday evening, so can't wait. An old style musical which is on about Eliza Doolittle, which originally was done by Judy Andrews on Broadway. Or was it West End? I read her book. I think... Yeah, what Broadway, and um, it was uh, Audrey Hepburn did the original movie, so a bit of English, traditional musical, and yeah, that's really an update on me. So today's episode is I thought since I was in Scotland, I uh, would do two stories of two murders in Scotland. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is Jodie Jones. Let's get into it. So Jodie Jones was from Dalkeet in Scotland. She was 14 years old, a student in St. David's Roman Catholic School. She was already seeing a boy at the time called Luke Mitchell, who was also 14 at the time. They started dating in 2003. On June 30th in 2003, Jodie left her family home to see Luke. She never came home that night. She was found dead in a wooded area known as Roan's Dyke Pass. She was murdered with a knife, with a compression of her windpipe, along that her hands were tied behind her back, her throat was slit and part of her body was slashed. By the woodland where Jodie's body was found, which also happened to be found by her family members, including Mitchell, who is the boyfriend. Police found a bark cut in the initials of LM and JJ, which I find very strange. Uh, The funny thing is, Mitchell was also looking for her as well with the family. His dog was trained to track and his dog mounted managed, sorry, uh, to halt at a tree line which was a V-shaped notch in a wall area where Mitchell climbed over and found the body with her family. Police questioned Mitchell as a witness until 10 months later in the case Mitchell was arrested and charged for the crime. He was charged also with the possession of a knife or knives in public spaces including his school along connected uh, to have a supply of cannabis recent. This also meant he could be trialled in court as an adult at the time. The case was attributed guilty knowledge in finding that the body, uh, the body, it was demonstrated that he already knew where her body was. Mitchell's brother testified that he was at home when Mitchell was at home at the same time. The brother claimed to be in his alibi that he was watching pornographic uh, videos in the house at the time and Mitchell claimed to be he was in his alibi that he was cooking at home. Under cross-examination Mitchell's brother said he would only done this by watching his videos at home when there was no one around and he did not see Mitchell at home that afternoon where Jody and Mitchell were out at the time. So basically that was a fake 
alibi at the time. There was some red flags slowly popping up early on before Jody passed away. The school noticed different behaviour in Mitchell's writing. When he wrote an essay for one of his classes, it turned out to be very aggressively written. So there was obviously violence contained in the essay. So they were wary and worried about that. Along with that, Jodie was spending majority of her time with Mitchell when she was not in school. But the prosecution believed Mitchell had taken a massive interest in the Black Dali case. Now, if you don't know who the Black Dahlia, Dali, it depends on who, what way you say it, I guess, uh, was a massive murder of a young woman in the 1947s time in America, precisely in California and L.A., where her body was severely manipulated in a way the government or the crown, basically the law in Scotland and England and Wales, uh, alleged it was similar in injuries Geordie had received. Forensics found DNA of Jodie's uh, on Mitchell's trousers during the court case. Mitchell was heavily covered by the press before the trial. So obviously there was a load of articles about him and obviously wasn't good. January 21st in 2005, the jury found Mitchell guilty after five hours of deliberation. Uh, Mitchell was 16 at the time and the judge had called him truly wicked. Mitchell would then spend 20 years in prison for the murder at the time. So ever since he was sentenced, Mitchell had claimed he was innocent and did not murder Jodie. He in multiple times, multiple, yeah, multiple, he he had basically appealed a couple of times in when he was in prison in 2006-2011 and only this year in 2022 there is a documentary on Channel 5 called Murderer in a Small Town. Uh, Mitchell appeared in the documentary on the phone. To this day he claims he's innocent. Jody may be gone from her family's sight but never from their hearts. May she rest in peace. So the sources there came from Wikipedia, an article from Una Young from the Edinburgh Live.co.uk along the song.co.uk from uh, journalist Shawnee Bruder, which is the first story. From It seems from all the articles I could find, uh, even though it was heavily written and it was in the press, there hasn't been much media sources or stories about this on the story of Jodie in a way, they they say Mitchell did do it, but if they didn't have enough evidence on suspects, they probably were going to point it at Mitchell. But uh, apparently Mitchell was getting quite aggressive in certain things. So could he be the actual murderer? I could say yes. But why would he want to murder her? What? Did, did he have an argument that in that moment of rage he just stabbed her? We're seeing a lot more domestic abuse happening now in the last 22 years really that women are getting slashed or smacked about for an argument. She's trying to stand up for herself and it's 
it's coming more frequent. We're, I think nearly, nearly every day we're hearing on the news and it's just becoming a regular thing now. And I think a lot of people in a way thinks it's normal and it's not normal. Uh, it's absolutely not normal. So obviously my thoughts are with Jodie's family. I will actually probably will watch that documentary. It's on Channel 5. So I'll put the, the link in below here. But I know we won't be able to watch it because it's in the, it's in the UK area. And I, I don't think I can get that Um Unless it's on Channel 4 Network, family-wise, I can get that. But the second story which we're going to cover is the unsolved murder of Helen Kane. So just to clarify, uh, before I go into this, from the one article I got my story from this, it is from a... Oh, I don't have a... Oh, I do. Do I? Uh, actually, no, I didn't write the article. Oh, no. Shit. Okay, I need to get the source after this recording, but from the beginning of the ep- the article, I read that Helen was married, but from the end of the article, it sounded like she was not. So I'm going to... When I'm reading this, my notes out, I will probably change it mid-read. So please forgive me if I sound incorrect. Or if you know if the story, and if I am reading incorrectly, I do apologize. <laughs> Helen was a 25-year-old woman from Car- Craig Miller. I, I don't know why I said Carrick. Craig Miller. Uh, she was out with her friends who were two couples. One of them was apparently celebrating their wedding anniversary. But in the beginning of the article, as I said, it said that it was her husband. But I think from reading the rest of the article... She was unmarried. So they were in Leith at the time, leaving a night out, which was fairly rare for Helen, as she is busy at home with her four little boys under the ages ages of six. The youngest was at least 10 months old at the time. Helen was an attractive, quiet person who lived for her children. That night, May 24th in 1970, was the last day that Helen was seen alive. May 25th, a man was walking his Irish setter on a building site. His setter happened to find Helen's body, which was naked, covered in blood, in a shallow, extravated pit filled with rock. Helen died from head injuries after being stabbed. Now, police immediately launched a hunt. The last apparent sighting was a woman resembled to look like Helen, get into a taxi with a man heading to the Easter Road. One of her friends from the couple said that they couldn't get into a club at the time and they hoped to get in. They all left the head to leave around 7.30. Helen's sister was minding her children at the time and police questioned all the taxi drivers in the area looking for that certain taxi that taken herself and this gentleman uh, away. Heading to Dumby Dykes, which I can't believe that's an actual name, between 11pm to 2am. Now, police believed Helen travelled with a friend on a bus and walked the rest of the way to Leith. They do not know who the friend was and witnesses on the bus couldn't describe and police could not find that, that woman at all. So that was a, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to think of the word, stump. In the end of the road? No? Block it? Block? I'd say block. Block. I, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know why I said block. Anyway, 
back to the story. Uh, at the time, it was it was the seventies, and uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow uh, police looked with possible connections with the Bible John, who murdered three women in the sixties in Glasgow, but that was a dead line. Also, they also questioned Angus Sinclair, who also happened to be a serial killer, but his family had an alibi on where his whereabouts was at that time. Uh, to this day, no one has been arrested with Helen's murder. Helen's m- niece spoke recently this year about Helen and she said she was kind, loving and deserves the justice. To this day, it is unsolved and they don't know what happened. Obviously, any murders back then compared to now, it's so much easier to solve these crimes I think I was listening to one a podcast I listened to, which happens to be one of my favourite ones now, I'm not going to lie, which I recommend if you ever want to listen to one. It is called the Scotland Yard Confidential, po- brought to you by Parcast. Episodes are nearly every Thursday. That's great. Fantastically well-made, well-researched, and the narrator's voice is fantastic. But he also actually happened to be an actor in Midsummer Murders, so that's probably why I recognise the voice. So yeah, there's a good few episodes. I think I've listened to nearly every single one of them. I kid you not, when was the last episode? Why is it of newest? Uh, The newest is today. Nice. 35 minutes, which is the AHA! The Unsolvable Mile End Murder. Interesting. I have... How many do I have to listen to? I have... Six episodes. Oh, I can... I, I listen to them in the car when I'm driving home from work. So that's great. Uh, also, uh, My Favourite Murder uh, from Karen Gilgriff. Graf. Shit, I'm terrible with names. Uh, Georgina Hardwick. I can never say surnames, apparently. That's great. Is my other true crime podcast I do listen to. I actually have reduced my podcast listening to, which I'm not surprised. So some of the podcast series I listen to are not recording at the moment. Like the David Tennant, that hasn't been updated in two years. The last la- the, la- the Laughs of Your Life from Doreen Gary. I can never say her name. That one, uh, Table of Manners with Jesse and uh, Lenny Ware. That's my other favourite one. And then my favourite murder and uh, Scotland Yard along with Pit Stop, which is my Formula One podcast I listen to. Formula One's on this weekend as well. Singapore, probably going to miss half of it. I have to see what time it is on. But I uh, missed... Well, I got home for it. The race started for... What country were they in? Shit. Oh my god, my short-term memory. I'm like a goldfish. What was it? Oh god. What was it? I'm really trying to remember right now. It was... One second. I'll give it to you in two seconds. It was... Singapore. Wait, so that was Singapore. Oh. Wait, that's Singapore. Then what's this week? Oh, shit. Maybe there's no race today or this week. <laughs> oh, and Monaco's tickets are on sale right now. Uh, that probably won't afford them since they're so expensive. Formula One is so expensive to see. Last time I priced tickets for was Silverstone. It's nearly two grand. <laughs> no, two to three grand, yeah. For per person. So that would be six grand. 
I wish I was a millionaire. That's the kind of money. Oh, see why people save for it though. Yeah, that's expensive. But anyway, that's totally off topic from today's episode. Sorry. Yeah, as I said, this, the episode's quite short. Sorry. Basically, the stories of the articles of them are uh, two stories. Uh, were short in general. But, you know, not that many murders up there, I don't think. From what I know when I was in Edinburgh, it's safe enough place. Thank God. The only thing is drugs. They were saying in a video I was watching that uh, drugs is everywhere in Scotland. I did smell a lot of weed up there, but I have no problem with weed. If you just chill about it, so yeah, I could smell. People are just casually smoking it, like just in the train station, which I find, and just walking on the main high street, basically. Um, yeah. Also, I did a lot of walking up there. It was like I think altogether I did seventy five thousand steps. So we were shattered. Uh, the only time we actually got a taxi was to go to the airport because that was very early in the morning. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, sorry, it was a shorter episode than usual. Um, if you do have a story you want me to read out for a true crime podcast episode, let me know. Uh, tweet it to me at Shaysfield's Podcast. Or my own Twitter, at Chilano. I will be back soon, hopefully. I'll talk to you then. Find yourselves, be good, wash your hands still. We're still kind of in a pandemic. We're going to have to keep an eye on your money as well. It's budget. Also, they're, they're mentioning about electricity, you know, that we're going to have blackouts now. I mean, I know South Africa are having blackouts continuously right now. That's kind of scary. But uh, to have it here in Ireland, in the UK, that's... That's frightening because like there's people who rely on electricity because people are on um, ventilators and equipment for the health. That's a scary thing. I hope people have generators. I actually don't know. We're looking for a generator right now I think as well for home. So please Lord, we find one. I pray. Sorry, I'm rambling on again. Uh, I'll see you guys all soon. Mind yourselves again and uh, thanks for listening and I will see you all lovelies soon. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Shea's Podcast. Make sure to follow Shea's Builds Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shea's Builds Pod and Shea's Builds Podcast. And check out Chilano on your socials at Chilano.